is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. It's so good to be here. Um, what a great time of worship uh, we've been experiencing this morning. I've really enjoyed it. It's uh, wonderful to hear you singing to Jesus. It's wonderful to hear the youth getting involved, young people, kids involved, all age worship. And uh, it was wonderful for me just to hear the wonderful gifts of the Holy Spirit, prophecy, encouragement, testimony, tongues, interpretation. Sounds like the Bible, doesn't it? Wonderful. Well done. And just want to say thank you to you, Jubilee Church. Really appreciate all the service that you do. We, we say, you know, 275 or probably nearly 300 now churches that Christ Central is serving. But a team is serving that across the nations. And uh, you are so much part of that team. You might not realize it sitting here in Derby on a Sunday morning, but you releasing three specific people in this room are really enabling us to go to nation to nation. And that is Graham Pyman, who's part of our team, one of our uh, directors as well, and uh, part of our executive team, right in close, bringing his wisdom, his insight, his implementation skills. There's no one like Graham um, in terms of his gifting. And just even this morning, just seeing that different side of Graham, how he leads us so beautifully in worship. And I want to say thank you for releasing Graham to the wider, you may not even know you do release him, but you do release him, and we are so grateful for that. We're also grateful for David Ash. Uh, David uh, does all our comms, communications, uh, all the uh, outworking emails and flyers and conference materials and uh, tweets and Facebooks and whatever, whatever, whatever goes out in terms of letting people know what's going on in Christ Central Churches. All that is uh, done by Graham from your offices. So again, thank you. And now, newly, I can say thank you uh, for Sandeep, because Sandeep has agreed. I think you have agreed, and I think it's all in writing now. So it's, it's, it's on the uh, company's house site now. So Sandeep is now a director of Christ Central Churches. So that's bringing, uh, you may not know, some of you didn't know that, maybe you didn't know that, but that's bringing his wisdom of running a business. And uh, we tend to think of leadership in the church as what I'm doing now, but actually leadership in the church is so much wider than that. It's in community, it's in business, it's in life, it's in all sorts of areas. And actually Sandeep brings incredible wisdom from what God's given him in the business world helping us to be, have right practices, helping us to be correct in all we're doing as Christ Central Churches. So can I just say thank you to you guys? Really appreciate that. Now, I'm going to change what I was going to speak to you on. Uh, I was going to speak to you on something that we shall go for another day. I'd prepared it. It's all written. It's all done. Uh, but as I was away the last couple of days, seeing my parents actually down in Hastings, just praying for you, I felt God speak to me that he wants to bring encouragement to this church. He wants to bring encouragement to you. And it was so great to hear. I, had, I didn't hear it all because I was nipped out the loo. But uh, it's great to hear what you brought, Rachel, in terms of breathing on a fire and, and breathing life again into embers. I think God wants to do that to you. He wants to breathe some life again into you. The, the interpretation of Naomi's beautiful tongue in terms of us waiting on the Lord, 
being equipped and refreshed and going again. This sense of us being the army of God, unlike a human army with its generals and brigadiers and command. Actually, we're all part of this together and everyone needs to step up, young and old, new in the faith, long in the tooth, a few grey hairs, maybe no hairs, but actually all of us need to step up and be who we are in God, in the army of God here. And I think you need some encouragement in that here in Derby. So I don't know if you know uh, how many times the word one another comes in Scripture. It, it, it's a little bit difficult to work out because sometimes it's the word is translated differently. But theologians reckon that in the New Testament alone, there's something between 60 and 100, depends how you count it, 60 and 100 exhortations to you, us, the body of Christ, one another. So the top two, one another. There's so many, pray for one another. There's serve one another. There's give to one another. There's correct one another. But the top two that come over five times or five times and more is, well, number one, love one another. Yeah, very good. It's, it's you, don't, you don't get wrong with that, do you? Love one another. But actually, encourage one another comes equally five times in the scripture. So let me just read to you what these scriptures are. I'm not preaching from an actual passage this morning, but I want to mention these three, these five scriptures. So it says this, 2 Corinthians 13, 11. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. 1 Thessalonians 4, 18. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Well, what are these words? Well, if you look in context, they're words about Jesus' return, his coming kingdom. It's what we were talking about this morning, that he reigns. He's the potentate of time. He's the king. He encourage one another with these words. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. We'll come back to that because that's really important. Hebrews 3.13. Encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. I mean, is it today? Yes, it's always today. So encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And lastly, Hebrews 10.25. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day, and the day is capital D, it means the day of his return, the Lord coming again in glory, all the more as you see his day approaching. So what is encouragement? We use the word, but we don't always know exactly what it means. Well, the biblical word encouragement has two emphasis, if you like, two meanings. The first one is in that text very clearly where it says here, encourage one another and build each other up. Because the word encourage has at its heart, build people up. The world loves to tear people down. The world loves to gossip. The world loves to say negative things. But in the kingdom of God, we're to build each other up. We're to come out of this meeting stronger and taller and more encouraged, more built up. So there's that sense, and it's a bit of a static word, but it's a sense of being stronger in God, being bigger in God, being more who you are, not weighed down, but strong in courage. There's that sense of being built up. And the second meaning of the word, 
and we'll bring this out a little bit more in the text later, it means this, to come alongside someone to push them forward. So the first one's a bit more a static word, build you up, like an edifice, edify, encourage, build up. The second emphasis of the word encouragement is to come alongside someone and to push them forward, to encourage them to go, come on, we're in this race together, come on, we're doing something for God together, come on, and that's why we need one another, because we can't do that to ourselves. It's very hard to do that. It's very hard to come alongside yourself and speak to yourself and push yourself forward. Maybe some of you are amazing. You can do that, but I can't. I need other people to come alongside me and to push me forward. Now, the other thing I want to say about encouragement is this is who our God is. He is an encourager. Let me give you some scriptures on this. Romans 15, verse 5. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity amongst yourselves. This is the God who gives endurance, in other words, longevity, a sense of running a marathon, a sense of keep going, but the God who gives encouragement to do that. He's the God who gives encouragement. It's, it's what he does. He is the encouraging God. 2 Thessalonians 2.16. And just notice how I'm going to draw out the Trinity here. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace has given us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. So Jesus, the Father, both involved in bringing encouragement to you. It's very Trinitarian. Let me make it fully Trinitarian by saying this. One of the names of the Holy Spirit, some of you will know this, but one of the actual names of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said this in John 14, verse 16. He said, I'm going to go away. And for the disciples, that was a massive shock. What do you mean, go away? We've only just set this up. We've only just... You're only just coming into your own. We've got this massive following. We're going to Jerusalem. But your glory is going to be seen. He says, no, I'm going to go away. But I'm going to send another one to you, just like me. I will ask the Father, John 14, 16, and he will give you another one, just like me. And he says, another, and it depends what translation you use. The Greek word is parakletos, and it means one who comes alongside to push you forward. Does that sound familiar? And there are different translations. Sometimes it's advocate, sometimes it's counsellor, sometimes it's comforter, but in some versions it's encourager. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He's the paracletos, the one who comes alongside to push you further. And I believe the Spirit of God would come on us this morning and he wants to speak to you corporately, but he also wants to speak to you individually because you're not faceless in the army. You're individuals in the army of God and he wants to speak to you and he wants to build you up and he wants to push you further in God to encourage you in the faith. Now, this is also a gift of the Holy Spirit. Again, we don't talk, but we talk about gifts of the Spirit this morning. We had, you know, prophecy. We had tongues. We had interpretation. But actually, it's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It says this in Romans 12, verse 8, where he's listing the gifts of the Spirit. He's lifting leadership. He's lifting, lifting prophecy. And he says this, if, if your gift is encouraging, let them encourage. 
It's kind of a bit obvious, isn't it? It says, if your gift is giving, let them give. <laughs> if your gift is prophesying, let you prophesy. If it's leadership, lead. But some of you will have the spiritual gift. So everybody is called to encourage. Encourage one another. That comes five times. Nobody gets off this. Everyone's called to encourage. But some of us will have particular gifts of encouragement. So let me just ask you right now. This is interactive Sunday morning now. Who here do you think in this congregation in Jubilee Derby, who has the gift of encouragement while I take a sip of water? Shout it out for me. Oh, 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 oh. So, Chrissy. Who's, where's Chrissy? Chrissy. My love, you, you, so I shouldn't, that sounds very patronising to call you my love. Sorry, that's, that's a very side expression. But you, right through the meeting, when I've been speaking, you've been nodding your head and going, yeah, yeah. I, she's got the gift of encouragement. Yeah, <laughs> so, brilliant. Thank you, Chrissy. If your gift is encouraging, what should you do? Encourage. Well done. <laughs> Somebody else said, Naomi. Say a bit more. That I, I wrote down three people in this church that I wanted to encourage, and one of them was Naomi. And I wanted to say to you that we've travelled a little bit with you. We went to Sweden, I think, didn't we? And when you, you bring such strength when you contribute, and I wrote this down before you. I mean, I felt it was just a brilliant this morning. I thought the worship was ending. I thought, oh, this is good, we're on time, we're kind of ending right. And then Naomi gets up and lifts us to another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa, that, that, we, suddenly we've gone again. And, and, and I just, what I wrote down is here, you've got such prophetic strength and you're like a pillar of strength. And I hope you don't mean that, I don't mean this as patronising, but you're, you're, you're tall. <laughs> that's, that's not a prophetic word, it's just obvious. But I feel what you are in the flesh, you are spiritually, you're, you're tall, you're, you're big, you're, you're, you're strong. And that's a prophetic, that's who you are prophetically. So I just want to affirm that totally. Anyone else here? Okay, well, we'll just leave it at that. But I think there's probably a few more. But it's, there is a spiritual gift of encouragement. And some of you might think, well, it's not as good as prophecy. Actually, I want to tell you, it's the very heart of prophecy. Because it says in 1 Corinthians 14.3, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So actually, when you prophesy, it should be encouraging. People think, oh, the glum prophets, oh, it's all going to be doom and gloom. No, prophecy strengthens you, encourages you, and comforts you. So actually, encouragement is actually right at the heart of prophecy. Right, I want to make this really practical now. Take out your mobile devices, because you all have them, I know. Some of you are already on them, looking up something. Or, or a piece of paper, you know. If you're really old school, yeah, there's an old school person. Well done. <laughs> piece of paper, right. What I want you to do is while I'm talking for the next five minutes, ten minutes, I want you to write down three people's names in this meeting. So they've got to be here. Three people's names that encourage you. So... Who encourages you in this meeting? Who, who has encouraged you in this meeting? So let me give you some types of things that you might want to put down. And don't just put down Fred or Mary, whoever Fred and Mary are. There's never a Fred or a Mary, but, you know, whoever Fred... That was a you. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 there is a Fred and Mary. Okay. But, you know, 
say why, which is why I, you know, when I, we called these people out, I asked why. Why do they encourage? So like, it might be that you see some obvious gifting in someone that you want to call out, like we did with Naomi there. You say, well, Naomi, because of this. Or it might be that they've just been a blessing to you. It's just that they just bless you. They, they, they motivate you forward. They stir you forward. They build you up. It might be that they're succeeding in something. They're stepping into something new. Now, just want to say here, we need a new definition of success. Success isn't getting everything right. In fact, it worries me if people do get everything right because they're probably not learning. Because the way you learn is to make mistakes. The way you learn is to fall. The way a child learns to walk or to ride a bike isn't to get on it and do it perfectly. There'd be something really weird, wouldn't there? You know, if a little toddler got up and suddenly walked across the room, it's like a bit spooky. It's like, whoa, that's a bit weird. Or if a kid suddenly got on a bike and was able to, you know. No, actually, you learn by falling off, by falling down. You learn by making mistakes. So when I'm saying people who are successful, I don't necessarily mean people who get it right all the time. I mean people who learn from their mistakes. See, there's this wonderful proverb, Proverb 24, verse 16. It says this, Though the righteous falls seven times... And when the Bible says seven, it doesn't mean six plus one. It, seven is like the perfect number. So it's like, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? No, 70 times seven, Jesus says. Like, seven is like this number, which means it, it, it's perfect, it's complete. It's like, so the righteous fall seven times. In other words, the righteous keep on falling, but they rise again. That's what the verse says. Proverbs 24, verse 16. For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. So, when you bring this encouragement, I want you to be several things. Honest. Don't say what's not true. Be honest. Be specific. I'm very naughty sometimes. People will come... I probably get more encouragement on a one Sunday than most of people get in a month because I have the privilege of speaking and people are very gracious usually. I mean, feel free to break the rule, but you know, they're very great. They'll come up and they'll say, Oh, that was great. Thank you for what you brought. Really appreciate that. And I'm a bit naughty sometimes. I say, Why? And they're often quite, oh, uh, uh, Well, I thought that's what you say to the preacher. Just tell me he was good. No, or she was good. No, actually, what, what encouraged you? Be specific. What particular thing has somebody brought that encouraged you? Be real, not sloppy or sentimental, and be generous with it as well. Now, something happens when you get encouraged neuroscientists, people who study the brain, can see the effects of drugs in your brain's activity. And they can see when you take a particular drug, it lights up certain parts of the brain. And what they found is the same kind of parts of the brain that are lit up by certain drugs are also lit up by encouragement. If they speak words of encouragement to a patient, they can see parts of the brain literally lit up. You know, and this is what... A neuroscientist called Dr. David Rook said, encouragement makes you stand a little taller. See, that's why name has been encouraged such a lot. You know, encouragement makes you stand a little taller and feel that this is not a Christian speaking, by the way, but uh, and encouragement makes you stand a little taller and feel that the world is in a great place. And, and don't we need that at the moment? He didn't say that, I just did. He goes on to say, it can be the highlight of someone's whole year to bring a word of encouragement. How about tomorrow at the checkout? How about to your neighbour? 
People live in a world of negativism. I was so impressed last night with Graham. Graham and Sarah took us out for a meal. And Graham made a point of encouraging our server about three times. And even then, when we left the building, he said, I've just got to do something. And I thought, what is he going to do? The toilet? No, he went off and found the manager and told the manager how good our server was. So he not only encouraged our server, Molly, remember her name, because Graham kept encouraging her, <laughs> but he found the manager and told the manager about Molly and how good she was. And she was a good server, but I bet many people don't do that. But I bet she encounters mostly grumpy people who complain about things. goes on. It could be the highlight of someone's whole year. And then he says this, Dr. David Rook, given how good it feels and the fact that it's legal, ethical, and has no unintended side effects, you'd think that people would do it a lot more. <laughs> you would, but we don't. We live in a society that doesn't. And I believe God's calling us as a people to be a people of encouragement. Yes, to model it here in the church. Yes, to be a church full of encouragement. But actually to be a people tomorrow. Look at your watch. It's 20 past 11. Just think with me. Where will you be at 20 past 11 tomorrow? You? tomorrow. Some of you might not have got up, I know. <laughs> but most of us will be at work or in a cafe or in a, in a restaurant maybe or in an office or in a community centre. Wherever, wherever you'll be at 20 past 11 tomorrow. Just think, that's where God wants you to be an encouragement. That's where God wants you to speak words of life, speak words of blessing. I was impressed, Anne, so often I, you know, at the till, check out, at the uh, Lidl and all that, I, Anne hates taking me shopping because all I want to do is get out of the place. And I, you know, I'm looking for the shortest queue. It's like, which one is the shortest? And you know, I always pick the longest one, even if it looks like the longest, even if it looks like the shortest, it always turns out to be the longest. I think it, it's God's discipline of me. And always there's somebody in front. It's like, they, they know they've got to pay. I mean, don't you know that's what you have to do in a super? You know you've got to pay, and you know you've got to pack the bag. Well, they don't. They just take everything out one by one. And then it's like, oh, I can't find my purse. Well, find your purse before you get there. And then it's like, and it's always God testing me with somebody like that. But, and I just want to like, so therefore I'm a little short with, if I'm honest with you, I can be a little short with the person who's serving. But Anne always takes time. Hi, how are you doing? Having a good, are you Okay. And she, she'll often say, she'll often mention them by name, because sometimes they got, you know, it's not a word of knowledge, they've got their name on their <laughs> uniform, and she'll say something kind to them. She's much more gracious than me. I learn, I'm learning from that. I'm doing better. She says, I'm doing a bit better. I'm trying to do a bit better in that area. But actually, all of us could bring massive encouragement. We could love Derby. That's your new wonderful slogan, isn't it? We could love Derby this week by bringing encouragement to people. And lastly, because I'm coming in for a landing here, because we're going to do a bit of this in a minute. We're going to do some now. When people are going through difficult times, encourage them. Because, you know, up to now I've said it's when someone's done well, when they, you know, they're trying harder, when, they, when they're doing this. But actually, how about when somebody's going through a tough time? 1 Thessalonians 5.14. We urge you, brothers and sisters, to warn those who are idle and disruptive, but to encourage the disheartened, to help the weak, be patient with everyone. So who's disheartened? Do we live in a world that's disheartened at the moment? Then we live in a world that's fearful, losing heart? Well, actually, we put courage in, in courage. The English word means to put courage in, in courage. There's a famous, I come from a town on the south coast of England called Hastings, 
And Hastings is known for one thing and one thing only, and that is the Battle of Hastings, which was a big defeat, by the way. It's like we celebrate it. It's like the slogan is Hastings, popular with tourists since 1066. That's their slogan. But it's really they kind of spin because it was like we lost to the French. You know, we kind of lost to it. Uh, uh, But there's this famous thing called the Bayer Tapestry, which is like a a selfie from the... uh, 1066, and it took them about no, 50 years to complete. And we saw it once, because it went on tour, came to Hastings. But there's this famous bit on it where a bishop is encouraging, comforting, it's in Latin, but it's the same word, comforteth, encouraging the troops. And it says, the bishop encourages the troops. And you think, what would that be? You know, oh, omino, domino, you know, I can play dominoes better than, you know, whatever, you know, all that. No, he's not. He's got a spear... And he's putting the spear kind of up the backside of the troops. And it says, the bishop encourages the troops in Latin. It's like he's provoking them forward. He's, he's, he's coming alongside to push them forward. And, and when you're in a battle, when you're in trouble, we need people to provoke us forward. I'll finish with this quote. This is from the Entrepreneur magazine, which I don't read, although I do have it on an app. And it says this about encouragement. Encouragement sounds like a... Again, this is a world, the world speaking. But encouragement sounds like a small thing. Subtle, cute. The sort of thing you do with timid kittens. But encouragement isn't cute. It's powerful. When you encourage someone, you're instilling courage. You're putting courage into them. Dear friends, we need to put courage into this army this morning. Now, some of you might say, we don't want to keep on about Naomi, because if we keep on about Naomi, she'll get big-headed. Do you know what? That is really not our problem. That's really not our issue. It's really not our temptation. See, do you remember the verse, Hebrews 3, 13? Encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that you may not be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Because I tell you honestly... And you can ask the people who brought contributions this morning. When you bring a contribution, or when you do something, or when you step out in God, and when you think, you think, oh, that's good, you must feel so good about yourself. You don't, do you? Because you hear another voice first, which says this, that was really bad. It was out of tune. That was really bad. You used all the wrong words. That was really bad. You didn't convey what you were supposed to convey. And that's the devil. That's the enemy who speaks lies, who whispers into our ears. He's the father of lies, and he lies to us, and we feel condemned. Honestly, that's true. When you bring something, when you do something, when you step in, often the first thing you feel is, oh, I haven't done as well as I should have done. It's just true. Encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that you may not be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Our problem isn't pride. Our problem is fear and unbelief. That's our problem. We don't go to pride. Oh, look how good I was. I sang out. But actually, you feel, oh, you need encouragement. Dear friends, let's encourage one another. So, Sandy, why don't you be Mr. Host? And you've been brilliant this morning, by the way, hosting. Why don't you come well, thank you for the, the encouragement, uh, uh, Jeremy. Anne said to me, that's one of the best uh, hostings of a meeting I've seen, she said. So, very good. I thought you hosted it very well. And I've got some encouragements down here that I wanted to bring. But I think you should bring encouragements as well. Let me just, I wanted to, want to bring to Naomi. I wanted to bring one to Sarah as well. Sarah... You know, and this is not a word of knowledge. 
well, it is a word of knowledge because I know it. <laughs> As in, I'm, God hasn't told me. I, we talked about it last night. You have such wisdom when you speak. You have such wisdom when you speak. And you doubt that because you, you doubt you have a voice. And you constantly think, no, it's not my place. I, I, it is your place, not because you're married to him, because you're a child of God and you have such wisdom. And we, Sarah Pyman, need to benefit from your wisdom, your gifting. You've got a gift of wisdom, actually, beyond your years, beyond your experience, beyond married to him. You've got wisdom in you. And we need to hear that voice. That's what I wanted to say to encourage you. Now, it's kind of good, isn't it? It's like a bit embarrassing because we're British and we don't do this sort of thing very much. But I think we should just encourage one another. So why don't, Sandeep, you can kind of host this. Why don't various people, you could either stand up from where you are and he'll come to you. Or if yes. you're really bold, you can come to the front. When you come to the front. Come to the front. Come on then. Come on. Come to the front. Okay, you have to come because it needs to be recorded. Ditto to you, Sarah. All right, okay. Who wants to come up next to encourage one another in our church? Come on. Oh. Come on, there's going to be loads of us. There's going to come be about on. 30 no. or 40 of these. So, um, Jenny, you're such an encouragement to me. Particularly recently, you see things that other people don't see. You call things out in people that they don't even see themselves. So that is absolutely wonderful. Keep going. Wonderful, Ray. Come on, come up, come up, come on, queue. Come on, let's have ten people okay. queuing here. Come on. I, I really want to encourage three people actually. Yeah. Um, first one, Rachel, you're such an encouragement to me, to the church, the way that you just love God and the way that God shines out of you, and, and that's just an encouragement in just in your in, your, in, the, in the things that you do. But also, you have great wisdom as well, and um, we need to hear more of that. Mm. And and. Also, I want to uh, really uh, encourage Adam. Adam, really thank you for your encouragement to me and to others. Uh, and the thing that really uh, excites me is that, you know, you really listen and you hear people's heart and, and you have got so much, so much wisdom to, to, to bring uh, in, in that kind of situation. And lastly, it must be a family thing. Paul Egerton, amazing. Yay. Love it that you are, you are indeed an embodied, embodied encourager. You really always encourage, you bring words. But not only words at the front, you see. And when there's a need for somebody, you go alongside them and, you, and you're just there listening and encouraging. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Graham? Come on, keep going. Paul, as well. Um, you always encourage me after every time I preach. And it's not just, a, oh, that was nice, or that was good, but you pick out something I said, and we sometimes talk about it and develop it, and you thought about it, and I want to thank you for it. Thank you for your encouragement. And Sarah, you don't like this, but there we are. Um, <laughs> don't want to embarrass you. You have the gift of raising the dead, um, because when I'm feeling low, and I've, and I've preached, and I thought, oh, that wasn't very good, somehow you have the gift of encouraging me and, and raising the dead. So thank you. Well done. Good. Sandra? She's in the room, but I wanted to encourage Lucy. I think she's gone yeah, out to, to record so it. Well, it'll be later. recorded. So, and I also wanted to encourage you, Val, because I know that you pray faithfully for us. And when you know about an issue, you come back week after week and say, "How's that going? I'm praying for you," and that really encourages me. So, thank you, Val. What did you want to say about the first person who's not here? Lucy, say it, I'll hear it on um, the tape. She just always tape. challenges me, 
and doesn't settle for the status quo. She's pushing to see Brilliant. God move in Brilliant. ways. That's good. Well done. Good. Good. Come on, more. Hello. Um, I just want to encourage you guys, Rich and Fee, um, just spending like time with you guys, just your, your heart for people and your um, evangelistic uh, determination is just absolutely inspiring. Um, and it's a real encouragement to me. Um, yeah, I just want to encourage you guys as well. Come on, two, I three want more. to encourage Caroline. She is, oh, did you have that? Yeah, okay, I want to encourage Caroline. Every time I play on band first, she just gives me so much encouragement, makes me feel like I'm adding to, to worship. She's got such wisdom. She's got such, she knows what's happening in the service. She's got such in tune with the Holy Spirit. just want to encourage you, Caroline. I think you're wonderful. Well, for the tape, because I can't see Derek, uh, but Derek is just... Uh, huh? Ah! Derek, you just wash over us with the Word of God. You, you just do. You, you, you just, it just pours out of you, and it's such an encouragement. Uh, just getting into a conversation with you, you're gonna get, I'm going to get fed just by receiving the words that pour out of your mouth from Scripture, etc., and your love for it. It's just such an encouragement. We're going to have one more. Come on, one more. Oh, Rianne Manikthaler. Yay. Hello. Um, so she's not physically in the room, but I know she watches every single week. Where's the camera? Jodie Bacon. Um, just your, she's got an amazing, amazing testimony all through her life. It's like constant testimonies, ama amazing stories of what she's been through. Um, and yeah, she shares them so freely with us to encourage us all in, in, in just spurring each other on, really. And yeah, thank you, Jodie. Your friendship is worth a lot. Brilliant. Thanks, Sandeep. Thanks for You're the We're just going to bring this to a conclusion now. One last thing, and I've never done this before, <laughs> but is there anyone here who feels particularly disheartened? You just feel like, when I read that scripture from 1 Thessalonians 5, we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle. Don't worry, we're not going to warn any idle and disruptive people publicly, but encourage the disheartened. Is there anyone here? I just felt, as I said that earlier, I felt the Lord would say there's somebody particularly here who just feels disheartened. You feel down of heart. Is that anyone here? We just want to pray for you. If there's anyone here who feels disheartened. I'm going to just pause because I think there is. And I think it's really hard to identify yourself publicly if you feel disheartened. Who are you? You. All right, thank you. What, what's your name? Naomi. Hillary. Does anyone know Hillary? Uh, I would just love some people just to come around Hillary right now. And Sandeep, if you could take the mic. And I don't want you to pray for Hillary. I want you to encourage her, just like we've been doing. Just speak some words of encouragement into Hillary. Just do it down the mic so we can hear it as well. This is just an example of how we do this to, the, to those who are downhearted. Just wanted to say to you that God has brought you here for a purpose. He doesn't make mistakes. He's got a plan for you in this place. And that he doesn't want you to feel surplus. It's the word that came to me. He doesn't want you to feel surplus. You Very are good. so necessary 
in this church. Brilliant. Yeah, Hilary, when you speak and share stories or um, it just oozes out of you, there's something infectious, one about, about you just being you, but about how much you rely on God, that kind of just oozes out of every story or anecdote or joke. You can't help but, but know, one, the love of God that you have, but how much you love everyone with God's love too. That just oozes out of every pore. And one more for Hillary, one more for Hillary as well. I was going to say the same, really, as what Rachel just said, Hillary. That you're you have so much to share and so much to give, and you may think that you're just telling stories, but from the stories that you, you're always so eager to share, there's just so many stories, but they all bring out God's goodness, Wonderful. God's faithfulness, and that yeah, just the testimony of what you've been through and how God has always been such a, a massive part of, of, of your life and a, a massive part of all of those stories. It's, you know, you've got so much to give and mm. it really encourages those around when you share those stories. Wonderful. Now we need to do more of this, guys. This needs to be a mark of us as a people of God and as our movement. I'm just going to pray as we finish. Lord Jesus, I thank you for Jubilee Church Derby. I thank you for all those we've been able to encourage verbally. But I want to ask you, Lord, that not only would we be encouraged, but tomorrow, this week, we would be an encouragement. Wherever we are at 20 to 12 tomorrow, I pray, Lord, that we are an encouragement to the world around us, that we love one another and that we love Derby. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Sandeep. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.